At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Well, how's your last week been, buddy? Um, it was very good um, until Monday night, and I had to sit through the clown show that was the presidential debate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I won't, we, we won't get into politics on this show, no. but we, but we <laughs> no. But it was it was it was a it was a fun night of drinking to try to keep my sanity. There you go. Yeah, drink uh, a shot for every interruption. <laughs> no, I was I was going shot for every sniffle. Personally, um. <laughs> I don't know. I think someone counted. I think someone counted like fifty some interruptions. I don't think I could have survived fifty shots. No. No, that would have killed a few. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I get enough trouble on my Facebook uh, page for being loudmouth, so I won't do it here. You, you, you and me both. My my brother-in-law tore me a new one this week, so I had to I had to be I had to believe politically correct within the family to keep from causing uh, issues. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yes. That's that sort of seems no, extreme, my, my, but. Anyway. My my son actually took. He's been off of Facebook now for about four or five months. He said, I, "I'm done. I quit." After, after Bernie Sanders, he was a big Bernie fan. After Bernie Sanders um, lost, he says, "I'm done. I'm not listening to all this stuff." And he tells me he's happier than he's been in years, just by cold turkey getting off of Facebook. And don't hmm. think I haven't considered it. Yeah, it is awfully tempting at times. Hmm. Yeah. I'd have to actually call people. I'm not sure anyone answers phones anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'd answer the phone if you called Ross. You could call. Oh, me. thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're we, let's let's uh, not totally ruin our 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 uh, image hey, here and try to get into some weather, detail. Right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So the big news. A big old fat penguin finally came out to say hi. It's like freaking Groundhog Day. Um, in this case, he's out to stay. Yes. Yeah. They, they, they put him in the outdoor enclosure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is uh, now a, uh, I'm losing my words today, I'm sick and I just can't think, but uh, essentially it's a rolling update now, so Penguin will no longer be a discussion point in, in many ways. Um, it's all going to be part of the uh, many Google algorithms. And, I mean, they even stated that because it's now part of their rolling algorithm, they won't even answer questions about it. <laughs> so there you go. Like they were answering questions before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> they felt they had to so, answer something. <laughs> but now yeah, they don't so, so so let's walk through it for people. This this is at 101. So let's let's make sure everybody understands what this means. Do you want to kind of remind everybody what Penguin is and why it's important to us? Sure. So uh Penguin, uh, I, can't, I can't remember all my timelines. I mean, it was launched quite a few years ago. Um, this is Penguin 4, so we've had a few iterations. What essentially it was, it was launched originally to do was to nail anyone who was using um, uh, links to artificially uh, enhance their online authority. So the a number of links pointing to their website, they were buying them or they were uh, getting a lot of low-quality links thinking that was going to help. And they were also over, quote-unquote, over-optimizing. So in other words, they were doing, eh, making their content a bit too wordy, trying to impress Google and get a better ranking. All of these things which Google frowns upon. So Penguin came out to hammer down. And they did, uh, the first round. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Google would take words of uh, take take issue with you saying they launched it to nail people who were <laughs> who were doing bad links. I think the the if you ask them, they'd say they launched it to improve the quality of their search oh, results sorry. by better understanding how backlinks impacted websites. Oh dear, <laughs> I didn't know we had a, a Google employee on the on the show. <laughs> I'm just practicing in case, just in case I have a job opening. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyway, <clears throat> yeah. So um, it, it has launched four times now. Uh, this being the last, thank God. Uh, the last few times they would launch, then you'd have to wait eons for them to finally come back out with the next one. So any changes you make, any kind of penalties, manual or, or not, actually these weren't manual, but these these implications to your site would not be updated until the next Penguin came out. So it was it's hell been, on wheels for businesses. Yeah, and it was two years ago since the last update. And in the interesting, you know, a lot of people heard about disavow files when you identify bad links, you know, links that are pointing to your site that are potentially bad or or you don't know how they got there and you don't want them to be counted towards your backlink profile, you could do a disavow file in Webmaster Tools. Um, but when you did that, um, it really didn't impact your site at all until Penguin updated again. And since it's been two years, since the last update, there's been many, many people doing disavow files over those last two years. So we've seen a big shakeup um, in the rankings. And and tell me what you think, Ross. I think, you know, we've talked about in the past couple of shows that there's been a lot of shakeup in rankings, but we weren't really sure what was going on. I personally think, and there's some speculation out there, that all that shakeup the past few weeks has been Google testing this new algorithm update or, or launching it before they announce it um, in the wild. Yeah. Well, it's speculation for sure, but I, I don't see a reason yeah. why that wouldn't be the case. 
Um, my, you know, it's 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 a it's a fairly substantial update to their systems. It makes perfect sense that that would have some impact. And they don't usually yeah. do it the day of. Now that said, um, they usually don't do it in a single day either, right? It usually yeah. takes some time to push this stuff out. Yeah, Pete Myers, however. Um, went on the record to say that that's Dr. Pete from Moz, for anyone who doesn't know, went on the record to say that he does actually think that those changes or those those spikes in um, uh, search uh, search engine result page changes uh, were not uh, the result of Penguin. He just thought Penguin, because I guess he, he felt that way because based on what he was tracking, Penguin was happening on uh, on the day they said. It was so. I don't know. He said it was based on something that he 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 was privy to. So who who knows? Oh, oh. So he's saying I, I have I have information you don't, and this is why I'm saying this. That was the impression I got. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, it wouldn't surprise me. There's a few people in the industry that I would believe it that they get get some inside information because. They just have those connections. They know people. You know, most people when they say, "I know something about Google," you don't. I'm like, "Yeah, right. Sure, you do." Pete's <laughs> one of the one, Pete's one of the ones that I would tend to believe. Yeah, maybe he does. Yeah. Well, and he's his day day out is monitoring algorithms. So uh, yeah, yeah. I would certainly not throw it out the window. I think you might have a good point there. So, at any does case, Google, it doesn't matter. Lots does, going on. Does Google still do the? They they used to do an annual gathering. They would pull in people like. Um, Pete, um, Stefan Spencer, some of these real data junkie kind of guys, they would pull them into Google and have have that internal meeting and discussion with people in the industry. Do they still do that? I'm afraid I would not know. I've never been invited. <laughs> you need to become more of a scientist, Ross. I think it's yes, the people that are scientists. I'm not nearly that heady. I do remember yeah. going to conferences and it was really a real bummer because you'd be hanging out with one of them or whoever it was you're hanging out with. And they're like, I got to go. They kind of looked awkward. I'm like, what's up? Oh, going to Google. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, a dinner. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> oh, who, well. who was it? It was somebody. It was Maybe it was Barry Schwartz. Somebody was at Google one time at one of the Google dances. And you know, like he disappeared, and like saw him later, or somebody saw him later, and he said, "Oh yeah, I was hanging out on the stairs with Sergey." <laughs> they just ran into him, and they like hung out and talked on the stairs for an hour. I'm like, man, nice. Yeah, I don't even know what I talked to him about though. And I was, that seems crazy. Yeah. I really don't know. I mean, you wouldn't want to ask him about this stuff because, I mean, how lady, lame would that be? He'd never tell you anything, and you would just be <laughs> too predictable. <laughs> I would hope he's. I would hope that he would try to pick my brain because then I'd have something. If I'm answering his questions, it's much better. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, let's keep going here. So what's next on the talking points of Penguin Four? All right. So we talked about that it's live now. We talked about it, it's part of the core algorithm, which is what does that mean as opposed to not being part of the core algorithm? Well, we don't have to wait for it to do big updates now. Being a part of the core algorithm means it is running. 24-7. All right. Does that, is, that, is that one of the requirements? Because you mentioned earlier, that means they won't answer questions about it anymore. Is that Because they answer questions about some of the stuff that runs 24-7, right? Panda has been running 24-7 now for a while, hasn't it? So you know, we still get questions answered about that. Yeah, but pretty rare. I'm not yeah. even sure. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen one in a long time. 
And you're right. There, there is no. And, and I, the, when you said it earlier, you said it's one of the algorithms that are considered part of the core. So we need to make sure that's clear. There's not one single algorithm that's the core algorithm. There's a set of algorithms that's considered the core uh, of the whole. I don't. I don't, it, I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's part of that whole algorithmic bundle. But, that's the. Yeah. Infinifecta? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Not trifecta. There's yeah, many but, more not. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a bunch of algorithms that, that, that make up the core of Google, and it is now one of those. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there's so many, so many things they take into account. They tried to fit that into one algo. Can you imagine trying to de, de, uh, debug something like that? No way. Uh, yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Um, the other cool Maybe. thing, one of the other cool things mm-hmm. is – because we've always looked at Penguin as a site-wide algorithm. And they looked at your entire backlink profile, and if it had an impact on you, it was going to impact your site as a whole. Now they've been very specific, saying it's more granular. They have page-level targeting for the algorithm. So if you have a page that has um, some of these issues related to algorithm, it doesn't impact the whole site as much now as it'll just impact that page or set of pages related to those problems. Which is great, really. Yes. It's good when they can do that kind of granular targeting for issues. Well, you know, and after the break here, we're going to get into some of the other finally, uh, final um, changes that are way overdue that uh, are far more ethical, in my opinion. But anyway, we'll be right back and uh, we'll start with uh, what changes are required to deal with Penguin 4.0. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. It's time to take your ad testing out of the Mesozoic era and into the Ezoic era. Ezoic is the world's first machine learning platform, creating tailored ad combinations to monetize your website. Our automated ad testing not only boosts ad income, but increases page views, improves bounce rate, and will impress the user experience. Start your 30-day free trial today at ezoic.com and join thousands of publishers who are already earning 60% more with ezoic. That's ezoic.com. Ezoic, make your website smarter. Ezoic is a Google certified publishing partner. Online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So what do you do to uh, update any tactics for Penguin 4.0? Tactics? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> nothing. nothing. It's nothing. nothing. 
Nothing. Sorry, that was a bit of a tease, everyone. But really, there is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but but there, there, you mentioned this when we were talking this ahead of time, and, and I think it's our next bullet point. There is some changes as far as the focus of your work when you're working on recovering from Penguin, correct? Mm. Well, that and, yeah, I, I guess not necessarily recovering even. I mean, just prevention. Um, a lot of people were, were sending in disavow files, and uh, these disavow files were essentially a list of the links that you found that you did not want to be uh, associated with, and you would submit this to Google. Well, um, it was pretty much the, the status quo. You had to do this. And if anyone was really paranoid about getting uh, slapped by the penguin, well, they would do this. They would they'd submit the disavow. Well, Google's Gary Isles said on a public Facebook post that uh, the new penguin algorithm, quote-unquote, managed to devalue spam instead of demoting it. So now, so, let's be real clear. What does this mean? Right. So before, if you had a, let's say you did have links to uh, uh, or from really bad sites that looked like you'd created them, well, those links could end up with you having lower rankings because they would slap the penguin on you. Well, in this case, they're finally demoting those links. So they are saying, all right, well, those links pointing to you, we're just going to discount them. Hello! How long have we been asking for that? <laughs> it is the most ethical thing they could have done versus destroying businesses, uh, which they did. I'm, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they destroyed a ton of businesses that made mistakes, granted, but still. Um, and, and who knows how many um, who were affected by uh, uh, that's the word for it, um, the people who were doing it maliciously to hurt businesses, building links. Negative, Negative SEO. SEO. Yeah. Who knows? Probably a few. Yeah. So, so but I, th I personally think this is one of the biggest things to come out of Penguin Point Fordo, the devaluation versus demotion, right? Mm -hmm. Because what that means is, if A, you've got old tactics, like you were just talking about, Ross, or someone's going after you with negative SEO, it's not something you have to take the time to prevent or, um, you know, adjust, you know, do the disavow files or adjust your tactics or you have to put resources into solving anymore, which is great. Um, because of the fact that they're just going to devalue those links, meaning that those links don't count for anything anymore. Um, it, you know, you don't have to worry about them as much. You don't have to spend the time or the energy doing it, and you can focus on the things that are going to help your site instead of focusing on the things that are going to hurt your site. Yeah, Which and well, one me, of the things they did mention in caveats, as there always are with Google, they still have manual actions. They still will penalize com companies that are going all out and getting a lot of this. So I don't know how much negative SEO is being blocked by this, really. If someone really wanted to hurt you, they still could. Uh, and that's scary. But the fact of the matter is they're on the right path. Finally. I, I, I would yeah. just love to hear their argument for that whole thing at the beginning. It just, yeah. Anyway, I've had many rants already on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is an old topic. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure because I don't think it's going to be, the, I think the, this does take a big chunk out of the ability for anybody to do negative SEO, right? Because if you're going to do it in a large scale, it's it's more likely they're, they're going to penalize the network of 
um, sites that you're using to create this negative SEO instead of the target of the negative SEO now than it used to be. It used to be that if you got a if you got a handful of really horrible links pointing to a site, those links would get that site demoted, not necessarily penalized, but demoted. Now they're just going to be de- devalued, and if they try to do it on a large scale, it'll be identifiable, and then it's that the site won't get demoted or devalued excuse me, demoted, the site, the, the target won't get demoted. The sites that are providing those links will. So I think but it's going to be much harder to case, do negative then, SEO. But in that case, well, when does the manual action come into play then? Um, I don't think there's going to be as many manual actions tied to links as there used to be. Manual actions will still come in for things like cloaking and all that other kind of stuff. Um, maybe if the, if it's a there will be a manual action applied to those sites that are being used to do the, the, the negative SEO, not necessarily the target of the negative SEO. I'd so like I mean? to think so. Yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah, yeah, because they did mention it directly relational to this. Now, this was a, a Facebook chat. Um, this is not written in the uh, the annals of the Google manual that people can see, <laughs> the public manual here. But right, it uh, it still uh, it was very interesting, and I love the whole concept here. Uh, again, far overdue. Many companies have put the hate on for Google because of this, uh, uh, I don't know, this whole whole point of Penguin uh, was really, it seemed malicious. And now this makes way more sense. You know, just devalue them. Make them worthless. Make these links worthless. That way people will lose rankings anyway instead of harming them directly. And, and I will say, and I will say, I can remember at least four or five times over the past four or five years that you've talked about this exact topic and asked why the hell don't they do this yeah. now you can relax now you can say see i told you so <laughs> oh we're we're just kidding ourselves that we didn't think this was already on their roadmap they had to have seen this they decided no well, let's hurt well, them. i'm sure they heard our show four years ago and said you know that <laughs> ross guy has a good idea <laughs> there you go Invite me to a dinner then. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's going on with uh, Google AMP? That's enough of Penguin 4. Not much else to say, my friends. I uh, hope, uh, yep. hope things are just better for you. I've found things have been better for local, but not uh, I, Penguin I, I haven't seen I guess, the, I, I, guess, I guess the one thing to think about here is when you're looking at your traffic, and you're looking at your and your rankings. If you're seeing a lot of movement in your own rankings, so you didn't have a problem with Penguin, you weren't having any kind of issues, but you're still seeing movement. It's probably not you that's being impacted. It's probably pe- other sites that are showing up in the same search results are now doing better than they were because they got their Penguin issues fixed, and maybe they're jumping on top of you or moving around, you know, in the, in the search around you. So the fluctuation is going to impact. A lot of people, even if the, the the actual algorithm and the penguin adjustments itself don't impact you directly, the fluctuation may. Just to point that out, it'd be interesting to see um, what Doctor Pete sees when he looks at Ma's, uh a domain authority page authority and sees. You know, does when Penguin comes in and does a sort of rolling update and apparently, quote unquote, or, or no, I shouldn't quote unquote it, but uh, technically flattens things out, makes things more quote unquote. Uh, I'll, I'll say quote unquote fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> do, do, does the, the do uh, these authority data points match more? Do they make more sense, or does it just make more confusing? I, I don't know. I'm getting a little heady here, I yeah. guess. But 
Well, it's it's you know, and and Dan Thieves brought up a really good point in a group that you you and I are on on Facebook that now that Penguin's a rolling update, we can actually test against it. When when it wasn't, and you had to wait two years in between updates, there was no real feasible way to mm-hmm. test to find out, you know, what does Penguin actually impact? How can you how what do you have to do to to get a get a movement in your sites based on Penguin? You can actually test for that now, and I, I think there's there's going to be some testing done in the next, you know, four or five months, and we'll learn more as we go for sure. Dan Thies suggested testing. That doesn't sound very ethical. <laughs> <laughs> it's ethical. You can we test stuff all the time. No, I know. He's just a fanatic about ethics, from what I recall. Yes. He is. <laughs> he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, so so penguin done. Yes. Finally. We're we're not gonna talk about it anymore? No. <laughs> all right. Done. Good. So Google AMP, we are going to talk about because that's still going on, still rolling out. Um, little little note on Google, Google AMP happened this week. There was a bug. Um, and there, in, in Google AMP mobile results, when you see the mobile results and there's a Google AMP page, there's a little icon that says AMP. that lets let you know that that page is AMP and it's going to load instantly. And it really helps. Um, there was a bug last week where that icon was showing up on desktop results. And it wasn't supposed to be. And if you clicked on the pages in the Google results that had the little AMP icon, they didn't do anything. The links were broken. It just didn't work because there was Whoa. no none of that instant preload stuff. So it was very interesting because if you were getting – if you had AMP pages and you were getting significant tra- traffic from um, Google Desktop for search phrases and all of a sudden your AMP pages were loaded in there instead of your regular pages, that traffic went away because those links were broken. Um, they have since fixed it, but if you see that kind of weird movement on some of your traffic um, and, you, and you have AMP um, implemented on your site, that could be part of the problem that you're seeing if you're looking at your data and you're seeing weird things for some time in the middle of last week. So just want to make sure everybody was aware that there was a there was an AMP bug last week and it got hmm. squashed. They fixed it. <laughs> I just checked. I just checked before the show to make sure. Cool. All right. Well, everyone uh, who's been listening lately knows I'm thick in the midst of, of local SEO, trying to get myself up to the top of the game there and, and reading a lot. Oh, my God, there's so many changes. Well, lately, uh, another big one came uh, through Google My Business, but the API. Now, the API is the Application Programming Interface, I believe. Uh, uh, platform interface. Programming interface. Yeah. Programming interface. Yeah. Anyway, it's version 3.1, or which brought me back to the old days of Windows 3.11, but anyway, um, hopefully it's <laughs> not as bad. <laughs> Although I got to give credit, 3.11 was stable. Um, 3.11 was groundbreaking. If yes. I, I know we're going off the topic here, but I remember installing <laughs> Windows 2.0. And Windows 2.0, you actually had to, it was the first one where you could run more than one application at a time, but you had to build your own little files to let the computer do it. 3.1 was amazing. Sorry. It was. You got me on it a was. tangent. I just remember installing them all those little damn floppy disks. Oh, they took forever. But anyway, pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, it was like you fit on that. <laughs> yeah. 22? I don't know. It was a lot. In any case, it wasn't. Um, good old uh, Mike Blumenthal. I uh, love his writing. Uh, anyway, he uh, did a recent update noting that this uh, API had come out. And there's some really nice updates. And I, the reason we're bringing this up, no one out there listening likely is using the API. However, if you do any local SEO and you use any of the tools online, 
um, that monitor your Google My Business platform or perhaps do any submissions to it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those all do use the API or, or most of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this shows some indications of what we might be able to see also in um, the actual Google My Business interface for businesses soon. Uh, for example, real-time response to reviews. I don't think that'll be on the, I shouldn't say that's an example because that doesn't really apply to the uh the interface that uh, the average business owner will see, but real-time response to views is very cool. That would be coming something that's consistently only for the API because the API is a fire hose. It's data just coming at you. So uh, a review mm-hmm. gets answered or put up there. You get a chance to respond to it immediately. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's a, a major change, uh, especially for the larger companies. Uh, the next is that they're going to support um, – Additional attribute types such as menu URLs and payment methods. How cool is that? To be able to actually mm-hmm. submit your menu. God, I'm so fed up with these places that don't have menus or they're old. They're on other pages and these pages are broken or the URL uh, isn't working. But if, they, if they're if they submitting it into Google and the Google My Business, I think that's going to be a lot more solid and it's one place you can go to get it. One of the things Very I'm really excited about that they added into this API was the, the the category listings. So now you can, through the API, you can get real time updates to mm. the supported Google My Business categories. And we know how important category selection is for local search. And now there's a direct access to that via the API, which is to me is great because now our tools, they should take advantage of that. And the tools that we use to do the local search out there should have a really good, clear understanding of which categories are which and, and update them in basically in real time, which is great. That is great. And again, overdue. Um, it's been so long since we've really known what the category list was. What was it? It was Blumenthal, I think, that had for the longest time a list of them oh, he's, that you could go to. Yeah, he's got a great tool. If you go to Blumenthal's.com, he has a great tool. It's the one I use on a regular basis for understanding which categories. And he's also gone to the gone to the effort of creating synonyms. If you go and you look for SEO as a category in Google My Business, it does not exist. There is no SEO category for Google My Business, but there are a lot of people that that's their business. We, I do SEO. Where do I fit? Mike's tool actually has synonyms. So you can look up SEO and it tells you, no, SEO should go under internet marketing category, right? And yeah. so it's his tool is wonderful. Yeah, and, and and I think there's always going to be a role for that or a place for it, but this is pretty cool. He at least now has access to the actual live feed of categories to work with, work with for that. So that's great. Yeah. Um, on another note here, uh, I was, I'm doing a lot of reading. I'm doing a presentation next week at the SEM Summit in Victoria. It's the first search conference or search marketing uh, summit in Victoria that uh, I and a few other guys have put together. At any rate, I'm doing local SEO, so I've been reading a lot. And I noticed this one presentation from Greg Gifford, who has become, fast become one of my favorite uh, presenters in local. He... Um, very bright guy, very bright, very, very good presentations. And he was saying that uh, he believes that nofollow links are treated differently by local algorithms. Uh, he believes they actually are considered versus classic organic algorithms, uh, where the, technically they officially do not look at them. Whereas in local, you know, having a link to your business from, say, a, um, a chamber or something, and, and if it's nofollowed, there's a certain inherent a connection, a, a local citation there that Google will count. I thought that was really interesting, and it made sense to me. What do you think, John? 
Um, without re- without seeing the presentation, it's hard to say. Depending on how he um, presents, there's much more it. to it. Yeah, but but I think if we think about the difference between standard algorithms and the local algorithms, citations are the links of local, right? Exactly. So link. So, but citations don't even have to have a link. I mean, so I, I agree completely that it doesn't matter if it's no followed or not because you don't even have to have a link on a citation. Citation could be just the text on the page, right? So I, I don't think you know links and, and authority for a site are definitely important from a local algorithmic standpoint. Um, but I think that's that's where the two merged. When I think it was Pigeon a couple of years ago, algorithm came out and they merged a lot of the aspects of the organic search algorithms and the local search algorithms. That's one of the places where they merged, where local now looks at the backlink profile and the authority of a site overall from its backlink, from the organic site. That piece of it, I would say, is not going to be different from organic it's going to be the same as so if it's an actual link that's being evaluated my opinion is that it would it would be evaluated the same way on local and organic the citation piece however i think i I totally agree it doesn't matter if it's follow or no follow or no link it's going to count as a citation right so that if you have a if you have a citation that also includes a link it's getting evaluated differently by both versions both pieces of that algorithm from one hand, it's looking at it from a citation perspective. It doesn't matter if it's follow or no follow. If it's looking at it from an authority perspective tied to the overall domain, it's going to look at it, and it will matter whether it's follow or no follow. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, yeah. Just, that's my opinion. That's the way no, I look I at do, it. I, I don't disagree. I actually, what I liked about it was it was the first time I knew anyone actually had said that that clearly, and I believe. As a as an SEO, we get hung up on stuff like that. No follows. Oh no, because you forget. In local, think of it as a different. Well, it is a different algorithm, but think of it as a totally different world. Uh, these links are good to get. Don't worry about it. If your charity, local charity, is giving you a link, but it's no followed, and you're trying to do local SEO, don't make a fuss. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Just be happy. Be thankful. And I think many people probably would make a fuss if they're. Uh, used to the regular SEO. So this is a good reminder, and I thought it was uh, a nice note. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we come back. Sorry? Do you have access to his presentation? Can you put it up on the site? I'd like to see it. Sure. Yeah. Remind me at the end of the show, and I'll put that on there. Okay. Awesome. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have a question from the Google Plus community. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. 
The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, so we have a question. Uh, you can try and say his name. <laughs> um, Advate. Advate Tom Childers. That would be how I would pronounce it. Yes, that's how I would do Hope it. Hope I got yeah. it right. I'm going to call him Tom because that's the easiest word in his name to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wrote us a question, and then um, I actually, uh, in the Google Plus community, asked some follow-up questions, um, and then he gave us like a book-long answer to my follow-up questions. So we've got a lot of information here to work with, right? Um, his initial question was, um, our organization website has a blog. We're working on upgrading content and blog posts to generate more traffic and rank higher. Um, he did a little Googling. It's always fun when you Google SEO. You get all kinds of answers. Um, anyway, I did a little Googling, and it looks like translating a blog post is a good thing for SEO and traffic, etc. Your thoughts on the value of translating blog posts? Anything we should watch out for? We have access to some free human translators. Our blog is mainly about yoga and spirituality, and he gives a link to the blog. Um, I asked a couple questions because I wasn't didn't think we had enough information to really give him a good response to this. Um, first question I asked him is, which blog posts are you translating? Are you looking to go out and find some new posts and translate them? Um, are you translating existing posts? You know, What are you translating? Where are you getting this content? Um, the second question was, what is your goal here? What are you trying to accomplish by publishing your site in a different language? Um, other than just, if you're doing it just for SEO and traffic, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, so he wrote back and he wrote back a book, but I'm only going to read the, the uh, only the stuff that was really uh, applicable to what, the questions we asked here so we can give him a good, good response. All right. Um, he says he's got tons of good and old blog posts and they try to put up a new one every week. Um, everything they do now is in English only. Um, his target audience is anybody worldwide interested in yoga, uh, but they've got a lot of audience in Europe um, where English is less fluent, um, in S Spain in particular. So he's looking at basically translating into Spanish first for his um, s worldwide audience that speaks Spanish, which makes sense. All right, so he, does, he is targeting specific language speakers. So he's not just doing this for traffic and SEO. He's got a whole other audience he's trying to reach in a different language, which makes perfect sense. So that's good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. He said his, his overall goal is to increase goodwill and awareness of yoga with the Spanish speakers. So that's perfect, right? So, you know, he, so we, we, the two questions I answered, I asked, his answers are A, they've got a bunch of English posts that they want to translate into Spanish that, are, that, that they own, that are theirs. Second is they're doing it because they have a Spanish-speaking audience that they're not currently reaching. So that's the perfect reason to do this. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, it makes good sense. Yeah. I mean, if, if people are going to be reading it, that they're from other places and they could take benefit from it, then it makes sense. 
All right. So what are some of the things that he should be aware of when doing this, Ross? I'm going to give you give it to you first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I honestly had to start looking things up because I haven't done this in years. And, and when I did do it, it was more for the whole site versus posts. I'm not even sure what you'd put in the post. Um, you might even have to go with this first as I do a little research here. Well, okay. So I'm not going to try thought, BS was, this. It's not going to work out. So go on. <laughs> no, no. My my first thought. <laughs> no, that's that's appreciated. That's appreciated. I think everybody appreciates. We don't want to BS anybody. We want to try to give you useful stuff. Um, my first thought was, you don't want to just translate your posts. If you're trying to reach a Spanish language speaking audience, you need a Spanish version of your entire website. Right, because you you're just translating posts, and then they're switching back and forth. If they go to another section of your site and it's English, that's going to be a bad user experience. I think the entire website needs to be translated, and then it comes to well, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to create another version of the website in Spanish. How do you do that? Do you put it on a new domain? Do you put it in a subdirectory, a, a subdomain? How, how do you do that that piece? Now, from what he said, he's targeting primarily. Um, Spain, Spanish speakers in Spain and Europe, that's where they're trying to reach out to. In that particular case, my first thought is to, okay, let's look for a dot E, is it ES, Spain ES or SP? You want to you look for a version of your domain that is the Spanish TLD, correct? Yes. It's either ES or, or SP, not sure. Whichever one it is, you want to get your domain in, instead of just a dot com, you want to replicate it for the Spanish market on a Spanish TLD. Um, that would be my first step. Recreate the site, the entire site in Spanish, put it on a um, TLD that's based out of Spain, whether it's ES or SP, not sure. I'm looking online. <laughs> ES. All right. <laughs> Yes, all right. yes. I thought, I thought yeah, it was you, yes. you totally hit like a major knowledge gap for me here. <laughs> I'm a very much an English <laughs> marketer, but I, you know, in the past we we have done some for uh, Quebec and in Canada here, um, and in those cases we always had a alternate version of the site, a different entryway, same domain, um, but there's also all the all other sites we've done in the past which um, had completely different. Uh, TLDs or top-level domains that were devoted entirely to that language. That makes the most sense to me. Uh, where I was really gapping is the idea of just doing a proposed. So I'm glad you uh, corrected that. It makes sense not to do that, really. Um, I think it would offer a, a poor experience. Yeah. Um, and as far as SEO technical stuff, you want to make you want to do some research into HREF, um, lang, what's that, lang.hreflang? HREFLang, yep. Href lang to make sure that you let this, you know, help the engines understand what language and where your target audience is through through that. Do some research on that. Um, that's easy to mess up, so make sure you do don't don't just gloss over that. Do it correctly. Um, so when you go into go into your webmaster tools or search console, you can actually tell it <laughs> the target location of your audience. So make sure you set up a separate Webmaster Tools account for the new domain. Once you do that and you've set it up, you go into the account settings and you can give it a specific target. You want to target Spain, you can tell we're targeting Spain. So that, that, that helps you show up in the Spanish or the Spain's version of Google um, more specifically. Um, those are a couple of things off the top of my head. Um, but, I, you know, I think the big thing is don't do it 
per post to your whole site. Now, um, even if you decide we don't want to launch a new domain and you want to do it on your existing domain, um, put it in a sub subdirectory, but you still want to replicate the site. You don't want you don't want to just do certain pieces because of the user experience piece of it. I think you're going to be much more your, your users are going to be much happier if they have that, that consistent user experience in the, the language they want when they get to your site. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have an incredibly high bounce rate, uh, even higher than you normally have just by having content. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. You might even want helps. to use um, some hotspot tracking, some just to see how people uh, react on the page, and uh, just test, 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 test. Once you got everything going. I mean, you'd want to do that anyway, but I think this is a good uh, a good plan to do that as well. Well, okay. with that said, I'm going to go back and take my cold meds and uh, grump <laughs> away. I'm a Don't total... give it... Stay away from your family. Don't get them sick. <laughs> yeah, total baby. Oh, my, my son's already got it. He probably gave it to me. Uh, <laughs> September in school. Anyway, well... <laughs> On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our 8,000-strong Google Plus community page. Yes. Yeah, as of today or <laughs> yesterday, whatever. Page Last easily week. found by searching SEO 101 on Google and Google Plus. Have a great week, and remember to tune in to future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 